episode of the first leg of the Here Here Companion podcast. We have finally, I don't know if I don't know if I should say finally, I don't know what the length of time is supposed to be for writing a song like this, but we have finished the what we're calling the 15th Here Here song because there is a 14th that never saw the light of day. It started with a prompt from Chad and worked its way through everyone in the band. We are now done, and we are going to play that song for you uh, in a little bit. But first, I wanted to talk to the man who made it all happen, one of my very best friends in this world. Say hi, Chad. How are you doing today? I, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, had a, a nice, quiet day cleaning up. Uh, actually listening, catching, getting myself caught up on a lot of these podcasts or re-listening, which is actually quite nice. Good, good. I was going to, that's a good place to start because we worked our way through the song starting with your chat, with your prompt, with the Chad prompt and um, we got done with it and you didn't listen to it right away you uh you you took some space did you have a particular reason for doing so was there a specific mindset you wanted to be in before you got around to the big reveal for you (laughs) i i guess i guess that's there's probably something to that um i think um yeah i think i just wanted i wanted to be in a position where i knew i could kind of think about it and like sit with it and make some notes that if i had to and like uh, again, like relying on that first reaction is obviously important for me. And I think even with something like that, like your first in- instincts of, of listening to something. Sure. It, I think that also is important, is relevant. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I asked. I figured that was part of the reason. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a conscious thing or a subconscious thing, but in keeping everything in the spirit of your your prompt you wanted to listen to it in a, in a similar way. What, what did yeah. you, what's your, I, I don't, this is, we're going to say, like I said before, but when we were not recording, uh, I feel like we can just speak generally, but I'm curious. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say if you, maybe you hated it. I, I'm just curious <laughs> what you, uh, what you have taken away from the process. If it was what you'd envisioned, if you accomplished your, uh, intentions, if, uh, if there's any like big thing that you learned about other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot that we could talk about. Um, and I, I think, I mean, again, even just listening through th- these other conversations and it, it's, it's been a lot of like reflection on what everybody's strengths are, I think is the band in the band. And I think like it's, mm-hmm. This is really like it really shows who kind of is like good at what and I'm I'm like even thinking about this in myself and thinking of even like how how I may have you know rearranged the prompt or did, did some things differently knowing knowing the way that all our all of our strengths are Sure so one thing um well I guess First of all, I I did really enjoy the song. It like there there's a lot of things that surprised me. Like it sort of like initially took me off guard in a way actually like really similar to uh the song Woman and Mirror where I kind of had like the the timing in my head, I thought about it one way and then like everybody else thought about it a different way. Sure. It was like uh where where is the one? I remember that having like so we had almost like de- <laughs> yeah. debates over this uh, during that writing that song where it's like how, what what is one how are we figuring this out and i think like there there's something that it just it throws me in a way that i i liked like it 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 had a very different feel uh based on like where things came in and how that all fit together so that that was like it a surprising thing that like felt really cool to me um yeah and a lot of that it is I think the 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 baseline. I think everybody keeps saying the baseline, and that, it, it is. That's what I was going to ask you <laughs> if it was a Brad Brad coming in on the drums, or if it was Adam coming in. I think a lot of a lot of it was Adam, and and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, well Adam and Brad, and I think I could I could listen to like just that part in real like I really I really liked like just that part, and I love like the fade out from that of when it's just Adam and Brad, just kind of like you know very like. 
casually lightly jamming um yeah and it's cool like I, i was very uh impressed and surprised by all the natural dynamics that came out uh which which is i think what i'm hoping like it it doesn't feel like a linear song even though for me i could kind of put down one one part essentially and it really doesn't change much um sure but but the way that you know i think uh brad structured it and he did some transitions and adam changes the way he's playing a lot um and then Corey is like melodic stuff it there's like almost natural in the way that you and Corey kind of ebb and flow also was like um it was really cool where like you're almost having a conversation, you know, there's natural instrumental break. And it's like, I, I just, I love the fact that none of it was planned at all. Yeah. It, Cause usually you sit down and you're like, well, we're going to do this for four bars and then we're gonna, let's change it for four bars. And then let's do a two bar instrumental break or something. And like, I, I just, I really, I like the way that everything kind of naturally unfolded. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. I I I wondered. I honestly, I thought about that when I maybe not the first time I listened to, but third or fourth time through. Because the thing that struck me was definitely how it sort of became a song to me listening when Adam came in. But I, I did wonder if because everyone is going to have a very specific vision of what what a song is, and in your having started the process before anyone, you probably had the clearest idea. But then to pass it off and it, it's it's got to be interesting to t- see it go in a whole different direction because everyone yeah. who then takes control of the song is very different in how they work creatively so yeah definitely and, and one thing like i actually had this thought as i kind of sent it to brad where it and i don't think actually this has come up at all in a comparison of, of what in our in our past catalog this is similar to but it actually felt extremely similar to the process of of writing um, the Tiny Dots soundtrack, um, mm. because essentially this that's kind of what what I did was just write write in this basically in the same way and just kind of whatever came to mind, and it was usually pretty sparse. And then I would send that to Brad, and he would kind of add a lot more layers, add some synths, add some drums, like whatever. Um, but in that case, that was that was it. That was for the most part, the whole process for at least quite a few of those songs in this, I think like having everybody in it really changed. I think, and Brad talked about this too, about like how he, you know, obviously left space for everybody else to do, to do their things. Right. Um, Yeah. So I, I found it very similar and very, very different to do that that process which i don't think has been talked about yet um no i that didn't even occur to me i was thinking um also about the other here here song we did most recently the one that started with the poem i read the th- 13 that started with a poem and then you and i just vibing off each other yeah. in the moment and then giving it to someone to contribute to there's there's no like the normal songwriting process involves so much back and forth between everyone and so much correction and adjustment. And this is sort of like one person starts the ball rolling and uh, the ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it collects things along the way. And then there's, there's no like, yeah, there's no going back to change. It's a very organic process, which was really fun to do. Yeah. And, and with the, that 13 track um, that was, because we kind of reference or we talk about changing the order of like how changing the order of everybody's uh contributions would change the song yeah and i think that that's maybe one of the very few instances where your contribution was very early you know Mm -hmm. in the beginning it was just you and i playing um and that that definitely had a an impact on how that whole song came together yeah, it might be the only time, honestly. Probably, that, yeah. That I was that early in the process. Um, did you? So, so the thing that's come up a few different times, uh, we've I've talked about it really with everybody. I think it's most apparent with with Brad and I probably is that this kind of worked against a lot of people's normal tendency. I'm sure. I don't. I was that part of 
the design, I may have asked you that when we first spoke to to push other people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm definitely like, you know, I'm curious to see Brad do something like that. I'm curious to, to see what, what you would do. I think with Adam, again, I think we kind of more expected his response was just was, was just to kind of nail it in that <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, sort of just how he operates yeah um did it i mean did it did did it like uh, listening to the episode with brad was it did, did, did you get the sense that you accomplished what you had set out to accomplish with him pushing him in a i i think so i yeah i like i really loved his story of the you know having the track where half the lines were working and there was like a weird <laughs> like I, I think that stuff's really cool and like and like why for for no other reason are you like putting on an extra part but i think like in that context i think that's i think that's really cool and that's that kind of stuff is exactly like what i could hope for that feels like we talked a lot about it at first, but the, the the happy accident. I love that. I like to think about having the conversation with Brad, but talking about it right now, just knowing him as well as we do, understanding the anguish he must have felt in that moment. Yeah. Hovering over the delete button. Yeah. <laughs> wondering if he should just start over or if he should listen to your prompt without without any any like way for you to know <laughs> that he not obeyed the right, rules. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But and that's the, it's the kind of character that you're after, I think. Yeah. Were you going to say something? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I cut you off. Yeah, I, th- I think an- another thing I... Um, it, I think I expected more of the kind of manipulations, it, which, w- which, again, I think... Uh, was a part of just like the technical restrictions that everybody had. Um, in, in one one change, like I I maybe would do to the to the process would be to like have things go back to a person who's like mixing them and like putting every time like kind of mix it together uh, as the process went, and then mm. kind of resend it out so that it it kind of feels cohesive. So like. Because in some ways we're playing telephone a little, like we're you send it down the line and it's like everybody's doing their own thing and like you know yeah. it, it, in the end it it can become more and more obscured. Um, Definitely, I, I when you say send it back, do you mean so you you you're talking having it mixed in the moment in a similar fashion to how everybody was forced to write their parts or suggested to write their parts. Do you mean sending it back through the through the process again? To to well, I, I think there could be room for that because so yeah. So if everybody you know did had their performance and sent it back to maybe a, a singular person who was doing more of the again this kind of like bigger picture production stuff, which is usually Brad, and in this case, uh, Brad is mixing. So um, because I think I think some there could be some cool things that could happen with that. Um, where like a piece of a, of a performance might might not be working, but it works in a different way, um, and I think like being able to sort of just like take every piece and like fit it in, it, that that could be like a good part of the process to like because and I think a lot of that can happen now. I think you know there's there's still the the mixing phase and like putting that all together, um, and I do see I do I do see room for some of those manipulations to happen even now that sure. like, now that everything is together yeah i think it sort of feel and i, I was gonna bring this up earlier but I, I thought it was interesting what you said about dynamics and i felt like a lot of that came and had to come from Corey, given that he was the last instrumentalist in the picture so a lot of what he i mean he's he has the the greatest set of limitations as an instrumentalist because the bulk of the groundwork is done so part of his role is to kind of color things melodically but also to uh give the song like a a, a more more movement than it might have had otherwise especially because adam's part is kind of the backbone but brad's part is a little bit pulled back um and i thought it was cool how Corey. uh gave the song a lot of a lot of the i think color is the best word to me 
Yeah. And I feel like being able to go back in the mixing process too is another way to emphasize and to really pull those parts out to really like brighten the bright parts and leave the dark parts dark, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, that was a similar role that Corey played in Panorama also was, you know, that a lot of it was those colors and flavorings and kind of the, some of the more sparkly stuff on top. Mm -hmm. Um, would you, you said there were certain things that, I mean, obviously if you're going to like use this, your prompt uh, in the context of creating a, a, a different non-hear-hear track, if we were to use it making a record, what what yeah. would you tweak about the process to give the opportunity to like perfect things without over-shining? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think in some ways, um, it, I think it could have been cool to have like to try a lot more. And I kind of talked about this a little bit in the the first time that I talked to you, but ha- having like sort of a large amount of quantity to to work from, um, sure. Be- because really, like like not, this 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 isn't always gonna work. <laughs> I think it often won't work. Um, yeah. it, and it's kind of like it's kind of cool and amazing that it does work. And I think in some ways, because we put the pressure on it being like you know it is it's this one and it has to be that like we just kind of made it work. I think in that way, um, it was kind of successful. I think it was, I mean, I can obviously only speak to how it, how it was for me and how I interacted with it. I can also listen to the track and enjoy it, which I really do. I think the song turned out better than, I don't know, better than I expected. Maybe I I guess it came about easier than I thought it would given that panorama was pretty difficult to write. And that was our last, was the last thing we all we all did together before this yeah but um i from my perspective i thought it was extremely effective uh it really it really did an excellent job of breaking me out of my tendency to overanalyze and paint myself into a corner in the process i thought it was like pretty honestly thrilling to be <laughs> it sounds really corny but i had a I had a blast i had to like really think about it before I jumped into it but once I did and and getting through it in the the time allotted to me to do so was like a really encouraging thing for me creatively and is even in the you know in the whatever however long it's been since I finished two weeks or so I've felt generally more productive as a writer so mm. that's great um that's yeah cool. I thought I thought it was like and I and I, I wonder that's it's a thing that I think is just cool about this whole process right is like it's less pressure and they're essentially creative exercises and sometimes things don't happen naturally or organically and you need to devise strategies to force them to or to dislodge an idea and uh i think sometimes i take those things for granted and i just assume it should happen easier than it does and it's a frustrating feeling and this felt really uh, helpful to me. So on my end, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Yeah. And I, and I wonder, I mean, we'll talk to everyone shortly. Um, but I'm curious what, what the rest felt yeah. about that or like how they might. Yeah. I'm, incorporate. I'm, I'm curious also. And I, I think I heard a little bit of it in, well, I guess in, in what everybody said, but that's maybe a, a question I could ask for everyone. Um, and I could ask to you now, which I, I think you're saying, like, I mean, even in the prompt, it says a lot about just like, uh, you know, kind of walking away when you're happy. Um, yeah. th- there's a lot of this talk about like, well, if you when you're happy with it. <laughs> so it, the idea of like, you know, in, in the end, were you happy with with what you contributed? Yeah, I I think I was. Um, I mean, there's always, no matter what, no matter what I'm working on, and I'm sure this applies to most everyone who does something creatively, like you can tinker eternally. You can always change something. You can always, I don't know, work to make something better. But what, what does that mean? Like ultimately, uh, the act itself is capturing something fleeting. 
uh, it's an impermanent thing. So part of the the goal should be to find a way to capture a moment and not obscure the moment by dwelling past its sh- its shelf life. So I I found it forced me to be very exact and to be very focused on what I was feeling at the time and to trust my ability to channel that and articulate that. And, and I think maybe if, if it had not been, if I had to say I had a deadline, if I had to do this tomorrow or whatever, and I worked and worked on it and then I got done, I'm not, I'm not as confident that in that framework I would have felt the same way, but because I was doing it based on your directive. Yeah. It felt like I'd accomplished something beyond just putting the words in the right order. It felt like I'd done like a, I don't know if I had like, I'd accomplished something beyond just writing a poem and reading it. I felt like I'd uh, progressed in my process. So, and I, I guess hopefully that's, that's gotta be like the whole point of the project itself across the board is to like, yeah, learn how to be better at what you do and and sometimes that's i guess being comfortable making mistakes or operating with restraints yeah and i i think i think Corey actually put this really beautifully about like uh putting your yourself into someone else's process and how how much that can teach you about a person yeah i i just thought that was really nice the way that he put it I feel, just feel like we could use more of that overall in the world. Right. Yeah. Just, I, I think you're absolutely right. That's essential for everyone's well-being and for all of our survival going forward, probably to be able to, I don't know, empathize more. That's cool. That's, I, I, I think that Corey has, he has a, a good way of being insightful into He's a very empathetic person, a very good listener. I think that that's a really great summation of the, the project. Yeah. More so than what I said. Anyway, <laughs> um, I guess at this point, probably we should play the song. We've been talking about it for yeah a half an hour. So, yeah, this is the 15th Hear Hear song. Three, five. 
fires in the river back home, where I have only and never belonged my whole life. Now I see, under all three bridges here, only water, and there is so much I do not know. There is so much I do not know. Now I see, basements were sanctuaries still, and it was only and more than a song if we all sang, if we all now see, under all three bridges here, only water, that there is only one way that it flows, that there is only one way that it flows, that there is only one way that it flows. Waste no more time, waiting for the light to shine. Waste no more time, waiting for the light. just heard the world premiere of here here 15 premiering for the whole entire world um and now uh joining myself and chad we have the whole gang so Corey, brad and adam are here with me everybody say hello what up what's up hi (laughs) (laughs) and that's brad brad saying hello by laughing (laughs) The other night, I brought my dog in from a walk, and one of the people in our building was right behind me. I I didn't see them. And then when I turned around, they were, like, a lot closer than expected. And so in my brain, I go, oh, I got to say, hey, so so I don't look like I was scared. And then I let out a, hi. And I just, like, shuffled into my apartment and pretended like it never happened. Dude, I'm just channeling that uh, energy right now. I feel like I've had so many moments like that. I think your hellos... You guys there? Yeah, is everyone Hello? there? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Oh, jeez. Uh, we're leaving <laughs> all this in. Dang. <laughs> oh, shit. We haven't had a zany episode yet, so the second half of this can just be zany. A lot of disputes. <laughs> can you hear Corey? <laughs> Corey, we can hear you. Oh, good. That's my only concern. Oh. Uh, well, anyway. Hot damn. <laughs> Off to a great start. Um, what we were saying before we got sidetracked was we were going to talk about we were going to talk about the song that just played for people uh, that we've spent the last two months in change working on, starting with Chad's directive and his initial part, and then passing through everybody. Yeah, so I guess uh, Chad, I don't know if you want to open things up. If there's anybody you have a specific question for. Yeah, let uh, let me think about this. Um, I guess so. Jordan, you and I talked a little bit about uh, it's written a couple times in the prompt. The idea of uh, the painter being happy or like whatever you're supposed to, if you're happy with the part. So I guess my first question might have just be what like what was everybody happy with what they contributed, and we could also go with like maybe what was the most successful part and maybe what we would what we would do differently and we could just go down the line let's do that let's let's, uh, let's go down the line order of operations well alphabetical uh, (laughs) wait what is it because i i'm first it's no it's reverse alphabetic i'm just kidding it you're first oh god you're the one who started things off after chad i think right so okay but if we were going adam brad Corey, you know we're all very close to the beginning of the alphabet yeah yeah Okay, thing I would change. I would have tested that all my mics were on the drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> a very easy thing that I should have done. But I don't know. I think it turned out pretty cool. Chad, what would you change what I've done, Chad? Oh, shit. <laughs> what, I, what in the narrative? I changed that you have done. 
Um, I don't know. I don't think I would have changed anything that you did. I, I really, I liked your, your multiple, your multiple drums and like how that came about. I think, I think one, one thing I was wondering would, would be sort of, uh, we talked about like changing the order of people and like how that might change things. So I think like trying out different variations of that, uh, could be really fun and interesting. Another thing was, was whether, like, so after each person did their performances, if that could be kind of mixed back into the song, um, sort of as we went, so that we did end up wanting to, you know, change something or manipulate it and, like, fold it back into the song before it would kind of get sent down the line. Ah. But that that was well, one. It's too late for that now, isn't it? <laughs> we can do a Chad prompt redux at the end of this whole project, <laughs> and we can everyone can make a slight adjustment to their initial prompt. But it's and the I, I was gonna say, but because of the concept of Chad's prompt, the whole thing folds in on itself, and we all explode. <laughs> we bring about the the death of the universe, or at least of our very small pocket of the universe. It's the <laughs> end of LD. Here, here. <laughs> Adam, you're up, dog. Uh I wouldn't change I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I don't think anyone uh expects uh, a d- after the conversation we had Corey Jordan and myself, you know, this is sort of how I operate anyway. So, it felt really comfortable. I think it sounds really great all together. Um when I went into it, I intended to have at least three distinct parts and only ended up with two. So I guess if, if we weren't playing by rules, that would be the one thing I would change is add another element to the structure. But, um, I'm not disappointed at all with the, the output. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I think, I mean, it's not my turn, but just to emphasize what you just said, I think it turned out really great. I'm actually very, uh, pretty thrilled with the end product to be honest. Um, Corey. What about what about you? Is there anything you would do differently going back at it? I probably would not have. I probably would not have soloed, but um, yeah, there's definitely there's a solo in there. Yeah, there's a Corey I, solo. It's a little. I don't know. There. I. I. It. I think it's cool. It gives like now with everything in there. I feel like it gives it a little bit of like a lift. But I don't know. I. I just. That's kind of my go to like first guitar thing is just sort of like finding the scale and noodling around so i wish that wasn't what i automated to but i do like what what came out overall yeah does that chad, make sense yeah that makes a lot of sense chad and i were talking yeah previous to you guys jumping on the call uh about how i mean part partly i think that you had the most difficult role because you were the last instrumentalist so there's more space on the canvas to the people who started earlier and in i think that like sort of restricts what you can do off the bat and i think you did a really good job of like coloring the song melodically and building some dynamics that weren't there that was like something that i played off a lot when i was writing my part so i wonder yeah i was good i was gonna say that helped (laughs) like it helped my opinion of my parts your interplay i think with the dynamics that happened so yeah I, I, I relied a lot on on because I, I think you yeah i think you gave this, the song uh you, you brightened the highs and uh it, it brought out a lot and it helped me build my part um what would you i mean was there what would you have done if you had been earlier in the process that's speculative but if i had been earlier i probably just would have been a little more minimalist I, I think I disappointed myself because that's what I told myself I would be. And, and then for me, minimalism, I guess, is playing a solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, Corey, that you, as I've been mixing it, you did a really good job of leaving space, though. Like, cool. There's cool. parts that, that was you a didn't goal play, of mine, but yeah. yeah, but there's definitely sections where you're very minimal and it gives space for. Jordan and even Chad, I think you did a good job. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I thought I thought that as well. Some of that, the interplay with uh, between Jordan and Corey, and and every everything that kind of the the space that was left was was cool. That 
none of that was planned out and it just kind of evolved yeah, definitely uh I, I wonder this is more towards you brad and you Corey, who are uh more likely to tinker than adam but is there anything that you feel like you can incorporate going forward into you know, into writing other songs i think just uh general trust like of each other it felt like i sending it off as it was i was a little nervous just because again of all the things i just discussed but i knew it was gonna sound cool and i think that's from you know having been playing with each other you know you guys forever and then me for the past six years so i i I had a, a real comfort in that and i think the thing i learned is that it confirmed that that is a way we can write stuff is just be comfortable i mean pano kind of proved that in its own way too of just yeah, being comfortable definitely. with each other's ideas, you know? Yeah, It for was sure. smooth. I think that's a great point. I wonder, yeah, I was thinking about if I had been earlier in the process, how much I would have thought about who was coming after me and, and how to, like, anticipate where space might be needed for someone else to shine through with their own tendencies and skills. Chad, do you feel like it accomplished the sort of kind of, the feel that you wanted to draw out with the prompt that is that's probably something jordan asks you because he's thorough but yeah yeah totally i i think sort of allowing all those things to happen sort of spontaneously i i think the way that it played out was really cool and, and i even like i i guess i don't know what's gonna be on the final version but i even kind of like the sort of chair m- movements and like shuffles and stuff that like makes it almost feel I don't know. It has it has that feeling like you just hit record. Oh, you know, it's definitely staying. I couldn't couldn't get that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I already tried, man. That's there. <laughs> that's forever there. And that's... The, the anti the anti chair plugin <laughs> didn't work. I feel like that's that's uh, in the spirit of here here. I feel like that tracks back to leaving the overhead door open at the hardware store and hearing cars drive by and shit. Like yeah, definitely. And and what. I'm going to try to do as well and chat. Sorry, this is confusing because I haven't actually finished the mix, but you've heard it. So we're kind of doing this weird time warp thing. But Chad suggested to me that I approach mixing the track sort of like a performance. So that's what I've started to do minus a few things. But yeah, there'll be some uh, live automations and I think it's going to be, it'll be cool, but it'll be different. But yeah, I'm even thinking about because you accidentally left that poem at the end, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I, I might put that in there somewhere. You might not notice it, but I think I might do that. I'm into it. I like that idea. I, I was going to suggest that you cut out the section of this particular podcast where Vass said hi in that funny voice, and you hide that in there as well, or just repeat it throughout, <laughs> like a metronome. <laughs> I'm also wondering... Or I might take, take the scat part you did, and I, <laughs> I'll... Put it to the grid of the song and just put it in with my drums and I like you that. won't know it's there. I, I like that if if I'm already in my head thinking about and this I do this every week when we record or every two weeks when we're recording, trying to think of uh, a catchy line from the conversation to title the podcast. And I'm trying to think of how to either transcribe Vass's Adam's high or my my scat part to let you know where the song is gonna be in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is great. This is fun. <laughs> it's fun. Chad, what have you would you have done differently? Well, I, I talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh, god damn it. Uh, with Jordan <laughs> and I. Um but actually the I, I don't think there's actually that much that I would do differently. Um I th- I think it would have been cool if we could like this I think this was sort of like a it was one example of doing this. I think like uh well maybe maybe that's all anybody wanted to do maybe that's enough for everybody uh but but i i I think it it, there's something also cool about just like uh i think for me it's always a way of just like building up a lot of material like a lot of stuff to work with um and i think what what this whole process really spoke to was like I think it really showed and like solidified a lot of the roles that we each play in in the creation of our music. Um, because a lot of that is like 
you know, I'm, I'm often coming, coming up with a lot of, a lot of content, like Corey mentioned, sending him like a two hour guitar part or something like that. <laughs> it, and, and I think, I think everybody else's role has often been to like chop that down, like rein that in and like, you know, make that fit into a, a specific thing. So I think like in some ways recognizing that the fine tuning part is not part of my, my strong suit and my strengths. So like for me to do anything and to put anything out, this sort of feels necessary for me. But I, I, I think it also showed like how important everybody else's role is to making it turn out to be what it is. Um, because really you're all, you know, you're all my editors in some ways. Um, I mean, not just me. We obviously, we, we yeah. all play each other's it's roles symbi- a little it's bit. It's symbiotic. Um, Everyone, I mean, that's that's sort of how it works writing with four other people is that, especially when you've done it together for so long as everyone, you you learn you learn other people's skill sets and tendencies and it's, it's the way that you complement each other that makes your band sound the way that your band sounds. I think that's that's a cool thing to listen to to hear, um, and this just project project in general. But this here here song is you can really like hear everyone on it and being able to have these conversations and dissect it is is a really cool way to spotlight each person individually. But that's interesting, Chad, hearing because I, I I have a, I've had a tendency to think of all of this as how it affects the other people, but it's interesting hearing how it affects you and or how you you utilize it in in your writing apart from this song chad did you have any idea in your head when you wrote that part like did you have a vision of what you anticipated the song might be like and then that's a good question did did we stray pretty far from that or was it kind of in the ballpark of what you had imagined um i would say i i really didn't even have time to imagine anything or like be, I mean because it only happened once and I, I mean I did listen back to it and obviously like I created uh, I, I kind of just made whatever I did to sound the the way that I was hoping but I, I almost I don't feel like I really imagined like what it could be like um, and I think it, when it when everything did come in hearing it for the first time a lot was really surprising in a really cool way where I, I said this to Jordan but like uh it felt very differently in my mind, similar to uh, to Woman and Mirror, how I kind of counted that a different way. Th- this kind of messed with my mind in, a, in that sort of way where it was like, it's kind of like the complete opposite of what I expected in a way that I really cool. liked. Yeah, we yeah. usually count Sweet. things different, don't we, Chad? <laughs> that's that's our inner battle with one another I yeah think. in the first half of this chat was talking about that specifically about how woman and mirror we had long conversations about where the one was and i i feel like that's one of the one of the the running themes throughout our entire discography is real quick who wins that yeah. battle usually oh i can always get straightened out <laughs> oh dang dang <laughs> straightened out. <laughs> i think there's um in in Fulton Street two, um the part where we switched time signatures when we were writing that in the practice space, I'm pretty sure Chad not not you that part or that signatures change happened, maybe because of different counting, but you you said something along the lines of you can't control the way I think <laughs> or like I'm counting these numbers in my head and you can't make me count a different number as long as these numbers are functioning <laughs> and uh, so I choose to believe that instead of it's it's not just uh, that Brad decides where the one is but that you're still on like a impossible number you're counting primes or some shit like completely different way of counting but it still just functions yeah you have exactly. a higher higher plane of understanding when it comes to numbers than i do chad it's a skill i don't know about that but i mean oftentimes i write accidentally in an odd number that to me feels natural and i think to everyone else is like just everyone else is just like don't do don't don't but do I think that, that I, <laughs> just, I think that circles just, back into the, <laughs> the whole entire fucking prompt honestly it's it's like you you feel you feel things out it doesn't necessarily even i mean it matters 
that it makes sense to other people in the sense that you can't play it together if there's not like some common ground on how it works <laughs> but but like i think that's part of i don't know that's that's you you have a way of like uh channeling something different than the rest of us and i think that is a, a unique and unteachable talent and i think that this prompt sort of plays into that like forcing the rest of us to kind of trust that part of ourselves and to not have to put a framework on everything or to analyze everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah, Chad, that's definitely a, a skill. You shouldn't think of it in any other way. Numbers are for nerds. <laughs> There's the episode name. Numbers are for nerds. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. I, it's like a, it's a it's a an, an unquantifiable thing about our band that I think is really cool. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I guess if I had a if I had a last question, um, unless you had something to say, Brad. I'm going to start a new thing now. Who gets MVP? And I have my vote for this track. Oh, shit. MVP. MVP for the track. Yeah. I vote Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Is it unanimous? I honestly, I was waiting for someone else to say it because I didn't want to say myself, but I do think (laughs) that my, my part makes it much more functional in a way that because I was right in the middle too, when it goes on to Corey and Jord, especially Jord, there's holds. Like if you think about it, like mm-hmm. climbing or something, like it, to just face this canvas that's more abstract, it would it would be much harder to find something to grab onto. And I think I built yeah. that like scaffolding for totally. for the people after me to to follow suit. Yeah, I'm nodding yeah. enthusiastically from my bathroom studio. I, I think like <laughs> I think it would have been. Especially within the parameters of the prompt, it would have been difficult for me to write a part that was listenable and engaging without you giving me a sense of what the, of where the song was. So it was like really where when you come in that like that made it make sense to me. I think that's the thing I like doing in songwriting in general too is is figuring out what all the pieces are, and because it allows it not in this prompt necessarily, but if you were to deconstruct and just have components and then see how they go together again, like tessels or, or Legos or something, you know, like I'm the person who sorts everything into like pieces before they start to see how they could fit together instead of, you know, just building. Um, and so having, not having, identifying a structure or flowing between distinct elements, I think is really important to me and how I build upwards and then I guess uh, not necessarily upwards, but build, building wide so that other people can build upwards on top of like a stable foundation. Yeah, that's really well put. That's cool. I didn't cast my vote yet. Oh. It's for me. <laughs> Corey votes for Corey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I vote for Adam. I, I wouldn't have, I don't, so if Adam was building the scaffolding, then it enabled me to be on the scaffolding, kicking buckets of water onto the Lego people below. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. This is great. Incredible. Chad, <laughs> on that note, do you... Uh, so we, we've unanimously decided, uh, Adam, is this this prompts MVP, and we will need to figure out what your prize is. Uh, <laughs> you get to be the next prompt. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of anticipate that I will be next because I think I'm maybe ready <laughs> i was i was not um, i was that helps i was gonna try to strongly i was like uh mentally elbowing you when we uh, i have had a like video chat five, about it last yeah i have a lot and i don't know which one to do and that that's my issue um mm-hmm. but that said any one of those five is kind of good to go so I, I i'll go next all right, cool. There we go. What if we put it to the people? No, the the not. winner, the winner, <laughs> the winner is Adam, and his prize is being up next in the prompt. Uh, so that's forthcoming. Uh, we'll also and the second place prize is a two-hour mixtape by Chad. There you go. <laughs> I like Chad when you said that that you'll send a two-hour part to Corey, and then it'll like you know eventually it'll get whittled down. And I'm just thinking about like every 30 second guitar part on one of our albums, the implication is that there's a one hour and 59 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds that was left on the cutting room floor, which is great. Cause With they, maximum <laughs> chair sound. <laughs> we have such a deep well to draw from, but Chad, 
Do you have, you said you had a final question. Do you have a final question or closing words before we wrap this up? You know, I, I think I, we can, I think we can hear the answer to the question when Adam talks about it in the, in the next episode, because I, I, I think there's enough to talk about there. And I think he already led to it a little bit of just like how this experience uh, maybe has changed the shaping of his own oh. prompt. That's yeah. not what I expected. I love that. Yeah, that's something I touched on in the in the last episode that I was on, that some of my prompts actually feel half-baked because this prompt was really well-written and it sort of uh, functions as, um, Jordan, I shared with you some like uh, some old poetry from Yoko Ono, and then also there's this sort of style of game writing in, in like the indie sphere now called lyric games where the game text is more the art form than necessarily the function of playing. Um, and I think Chad's prompt is written in a style that's very similar to that. Like reading it is very evocative, even if you were not to have used it to make music. Right. So it then forces me to refine the prompts that I do want to bring to the table or I guess singular prompt. Um, once I figure out which one to do in a text and in a, I guess air quotes uh, rules because um, I think that's sort of what we're going for here is, is guidelines um, structuring my prompt in a way that more suitably works in that way as text and not just me telling you what to do or what my idea is verbally um, to make it more of like a standalone text piece that can be engaged with in some way. So I think, sure. yeah, that that's going to be um, somewhat of a challenge for me. Uh, because the prompts are very loose and they can stay loose, but writing text that allows for wiggle room, I find to be harder than just explicitly saying what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Um, but I have two weeks to do it, so I'll figure it out. Cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. Um, I guess that's as good a place as any to, to leave off. Thanks everyone for being here. Thanks Chad for, uh, orchestrating this experience. Yeah, well done, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, hell yeah. The oh, other MVP. Thank you. Round of thank applause. You. Um, and then, yeah, so Brad is, you've, you've heard an unfinished version on this episode. There will be a finished version shortly for uh, all of you on Patreon, and, and uh, we will keep you posted and how we decide to do that. Um, but yeah, thanks for giving us a reason to do this, giving us an opportunity to make something in this odd time it really means a lot and it's been a lot of fun and thanks again to you guys brad chad Corey, adam for for talking to me today talking with all of us for having a, a momentary our first momentarily zany episode yeah <laughs> it had to happen it, had to happen. it will happen again it will probably yeah. be the next time we're all on a call but uh two weeks from now we'll we'll start with uh prompt number two and here here 16th so yeah. Hell yeah. Take take care awesome. everybody.